Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Touchdown fairway. Chris Williams, Chris, Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is the 22nd of January. We're in the year 2024. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery, coming to you live from the Channel Seed Studio on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and hopefully TikTok soon. We've got to get over that 10,000 barrier. If you're on TikTok and you're not liking Iowa everywhere, Please go and do that for us. And you get chopped up little clips of all of our shows and all that good stuff as well. Again, in the Channel Seed Studios, we have so much to get to today. Hassel is back from a short stint in Iowa. And uh, is just a complete disaster this morning. He, it's, it's like watching my deceased grandmother trying to deal with technology. Watching Chris try and get his microphone to work today. How are you, my friend? Um, I'm okay. I uh, it's it's been a morning. Um, this this computer is driving me nuts. I have put in for a new work computer. It, I this is a Dell. I've never had a Mac. I've been scared yeah. of a, of a Mac, so I didn't. You need tax write offs, my friend. Get yourself a Mac. So that's what I'm. That that they're getting me a Mac now. So I'm gonna be a Mac Daddy pretty soon. A Mac Daddy. Now um, your damn internet's cutting up too. Just is it? To, God damn it! Did, did you, okay, I'm going to the hot spot. He's going to the hot spot. Let me take care of a little business here. Is we have <laughs> so much to get to today. <laughs> he's still uh, frozen. He's still frozen from his trip back here. Oh, what a he's thawing what a out. Beautiful, someone what a said beautiful in the comments. Disaster is our friend Chris Hassel. Um, we're gonna get to all the football. From over the weekend, we are going to get to Caden Proctor committing to Iowa. Or, yeah, committing to Iowa. He's, he's already there. Uh, we're going to get to Iowa State's incredible win on the road without Taman Lipsy. Uh, this, I don't even want to talk about this Caitlin Clark fan collision, but I know we have to. Uh, I think it's a non-story. And then we'll recap Hassel's trip back to the state of Iowa. We've got to find out the latest on... Ben Jacobson having Hassel blocked. Did we have any resolution when it comes to that with the Valley's all-time winning as coach? Uh, that was a carryover story from last week. The Iowa State men go on the road at TCU. That was probably the lead story uh, without Tame and Lipsy. 
and beat a top 20 team. Uh, and then yesterday, this, this Caitlin Clark thing happens and the whole world kind of blows up. The I thought the NFC and AFC games yesterday in the National Football League were incredible. I want to talk about Brock Purdy as well. Van Winkle is ready to fight me and hassle for some takes on that during the text chain yesterday. And and I believe we have Hassel back right now. How First of all, how was the trip to Iowa? Did you uh, talk I mean, to we, Ben Jacobson? Are you still blocked? Like, I, mean, we, I, we, I think we, we need to save that talk for later in the show because I, I, I really do think that we need to just jump right into the Caitlin Clark stuff oh because, look, no. there's I games, have, dude. There's like real I, games that happen. Iowa State I've went on the road been, without its best player and I, beat a top 20 team. It. I have already been on national radio today discussing the Caitlin Clark collision. That is, th- this is the number one story in sports right now, other than the other than the NFL. And I don't know why my lips are so pink. I'm sorry. I I get. I'm keep getting these comments, but my I'm not wearing lipstick. This I think is, they're just chapped I, from the trip back to Iowa. But we gotta. We've got because there's there's a couple this different is things. Such here. a stupid. Conversation. But th- there's a couple different things at play here. One is we can discuss whether or not court stormings and field stormings should happen. That's a, that's that's it's different. A boring here. dated topic. The question is: Did Caitlin Clark flop? That's what everybody's asking. And you know what? You look at the video. That's all slowed down. And yeah, it looks like she flops. But you know what? Van Wink, play the full speed video, the wide video. And you can look, she's running fast out of a crowd. There's no way that she wasn't stunned when this fan appears right in front of her and then she gets knocked over. This is not a flop. I'm sorry. Look, I know a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of Iowa State fans. <laughs> Are going to say, absolutely, it's a flop. You can draw it down if you're an Iowa fan. And she's, oh, and she's, and she's faking an injury. We need to press charges. If you're an Iowa State fan, oh, she's a flop. It's so funny how it works. But here's the thing. Okay, think about this. If <laughs> this is so stupid, can we please talk about something else? If Caitlin Clark, no, because this is what people are going to want to hear about. They got they Can want I, our takes on. on this. Will you guys judge me, Pete, in the comments if I open up some steeple ridge at eight forty on a Monday morning? <laughs> will I be judged? Yes, I will definitely judge you. If Caitlin Clark flopped, faked the injury, made a big deal out of something that wasn't a big deal, it would have continued into the post game presser and gotten even worse. If she really wanted to make a big deal about this, she would have said, I'm hurt. Yeah. At the very least, she would have said, you know what? I don't know. I've got to get back to Iowa City and get checked out. I hope I'm not hurt. This never should have happened. She could have made a huge deal about this, but she didn't. This is an actual bottle of Steeple Ridge that's open going in my coffee. Are you, you are out of your mind. You're drinking at 8.40 in the morning. I don't want to talk about this Caitlin Clark 
Flopgate. This is a stupid story. But it is a story. That's the problem. Here's my take on it. This is it's a take that if you take the cardinal and gold or black and gold glasses off like that 90% of people who see these videos would think it's a court storm two human beings just ran into each other accidentally it was unfortunate glad nobody got hurt that's the story that's and that's what i tweeted basically last night i said yeah. and and i think that's what it is it was an accident caitlin clark's not hurt no. She said she's fine, but the steeple ridge. Now that this new video comes out and a lot of people are attacking her because everything Caitlin Clark does, for whatever reason, is controversial. You know, some even Jeez. something that isn't controversial it becomes controversial. And I, and I understand you know it. a lot of you are thinking right now, okay, Caitlin Clark says she's not hurt. It's not a story. Move on. Don't talk about it. And I understand that. But we have to talk about it because it is a huge story today on the national landscape. You're right. No, I and just, I think like, you and I see this the exact same way, right? Yeah, we do. Van Wink, what about you? You're you're a big Iowa State homer. You work for the, the Cyclones. Okay. What's your take on what happened with Caitlin Clark after the game? The first the first time I saw the video, I thought that the the fan, it was like kind of the fan's fault. You know, she kind of runs into her. Caitlin didn't see her. And if you actually slow down the video, you can see Caitlin's head's like turned the other way. And it almost just looks like she got kind of blindsided. So that's pretty, I would think it's a pretty natural reaction for what she did to kind of fl fling her hands up in the air. Because that's probably a pretty jarring thing to just like, it's maybe like you're running into a wall, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you, Hassel, you've, you've got a strong opinion on court stormings in general, and you've thought this way for a while, right? What is your well, take overall on court stormings? And, and that, that, I think that's a separate discussion, but I, I don't like court stormings and field stormings. I'm not going to go out there and campaign against them and demand that they need to be stopped. I just don't like them. I don't, I've been a part of a bunch of them, and I don't want to be a part of, of any more because I do think it's dangerous. But Van, Van Wink, did you not give an answer there? Like, what, do, now that you've seen the other videos, no, he's he's walking the fence. Is do you think she flopped? Hmm. Oh, I'd wow. say I, I'd say I'd say no. Okay. I I think you can look at it both ways, but when I see the slowed down video and I see that her head was like basically turned the other direction, and then once she looked back to leave. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear her post game sound too? She did. She did have a press conference afterwards with Lisa Bluter. She is. You, you just you refused to give a take on this. Yeah, caused a pretty serious injury to me and knocked the win out of me. But um, luckily, the team just kind of picked me up and got me off the court. So and they're eighty. You guys watched the Chiefs game last night. So I really appreciate that. And um, you know, this is what comes with the territory. I mean. I'm sure they tried their best to do whatever they could. Obviously, it didn't work, and that's disappointing. But, um, you know, just focus now on the game. Is, is there any way we can run a poll on our live comments? I, I, I'd awesome? love to know our commenters right now, our live viewers, the percentage of that. Because I, I bet it's close to 50-50. And it might even be more on the side of flop. 
is it possible that she is running off the court? She she collides with this Ohio State fan, and then she, it's not really a flop, but it's it's probably an over dramatic ending to it. Because I mean, let's be honest, Caitlin can do that with fouls. You know, like she's just, she's a dramatic human, like on the floor. Is it possible yeah. that you know? It's it's probably gray area. These people who and, and and here's the other take: like Caitlin didn't do anything wrong. She's trying to get off the floor, whatever. These people who are trying to frame this Ohio State fan as like a felon and Clark should press. Tr- it's insane. Yeah. This this angle here makes it look the worst when you slow it down like this. Like right, oh, she's kind of jogging off, and then she shoves down. her. And then yes, it's well, she extends down. her arms. Like everybody can see that, but I'm saying but she extends her arms this clip, to try to cushion the blow. In this it's clip, all you don't so see stupid. You don't see her head real. Oh, like either you can kind of see it. Her head's not. She's not even looking at that girl. Right. And then like point that... <laughs> three seconds later, she's right in her face. Mm-hmm. Right there. Think of it. This. This is how how jacked up our society is. We're sitting there. These people on Twitter are. It's either this poor girl was assaulted by Caitlin Clark. Right, Caitlin mm-hmm. Clark just beat the shit out of her in front of everybody. Or we have actual Iowa fans and, and and media members claiming that Clark should press charges against this college girl for running onto the court and celebrating with. It's insane. What are we doing? There's no nuance, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> in on. social media, in this hot take world, it can't just be. A, an upset, a big yeah. win for Ohio State. Was, a fan is excited, rushes the court, isn't really paying attention. <laughs> Caitlin Clark's trying to get the tunnel, whips her head around, accidentally runs into this woman, tries to cushion the blow, falls down, is shocked, is yes. a little worried that she might yeah. be injured, got and the wind knocked out coming. of her. It's it's nothing. It's It's none of that. It's always one way or the other. And for whatever reason, it's like this, like times a thousand with anything related to Caitlin Clark. You're right. She's the goat. That's what happens. You're right. It, it, that is what happens. But th- this story is not going away. I mean, this is going to be You're talked right. about. What on, show were you on, on today? First like, take. I was on Dusty and Danny on uh, Sirius XM. Danny Canal and Dusty Dvorak. Got it. And they brought you and, on to talk about this? Well, it's funny. They, The producer messaged me yesterday to come on before this like blew up. I think he they wanted to talk about uh, Iowa football. Caden Proctor, offensive coordinator position. And then this exploded. They've been talking about this all morning on the show. They started at like Serious. 6 a.m. Eastern time. I just and, can't imagine there's like a national audience that wants to hear about did Caitlin Clark flop when she gets when she runs into an Ohio State fan. That's insane to me. Question, this game was on NBC National, right? Yes. Leading was, into the first NFL game. Did this get shown, or was this kind of an after afterthought, like people, the video kind of got shown after the game? The, no, they I don't think any of this was really on the, on the broadcast. This all happened on social media afterwards. And... Then it is crazy though. It, like if this happens to any other player, maybe not. Maybe Angel Reese is an exception. Probably. Like there's nobody breaking down angles. It's just like, oh, that was unfortunate. We should talk about stor- court storming. 
Ohio State should clean up its act, whatever. And because it's Clark, it's like people are breaking down these damn videos like, you know, like it's this investigation. Like it's it's just crazy to me. But what Whatever. if this was LeBron James? If that LeBron happened would have killed that guy. Le- He's huge. That guy would have gone down in a heartbeat. LeBron would have never fallen to the ground. Are you kidding me? You're out of your mind. If that <laughs> happened to LeBron James, he would have flopped into the stands <laughs> and never gotten up. Well, it's the they would have the to bring out a stretcher, <laughs> stretcher him outside where a helicopter would come and airlift him out of there. I did see a lot of Caitlin Clark European soccer comments last night on Twitter. I, Remember when the entire Iowa State student section did the Marcus Smart flop? He was the he was the greatest flopper. Oh yeah, Marcus Smart the, man. He he's the all timer. <laughs> Are we good? Do you want to keep? I mean, well, I, I mean, I think there's an uh, another discussion to be had about court stormings and field stormings. I mean, we can circle back to that. I'll. I'll I, I, here, I'll give you my take on it. We're probably a little different here. I wouldn't go as far to say I'm pro-court storming because there's obviously dangers and whatnot that come with it. I'm anti the debates about court stormings. I get really... Anti-debates. Yeah, Where's so like, mean? oh, should they have stormed the field? They only oh, beat the yeah. number 15 team in the right. country. It's yeah. so tired. I, I don't and- like that either. I'm over that. Like that was I was over that ten years ago. It, clearly, they're dangerous. We we've seen, especially in basketball. I feel like it's worse because it's such a small, compacted area. But this was just a freak accident. This could happen 150 times. Like I mean, it's gonna happen again if they lose on the road, right? Like they oh yeah they have another road loss. They'll get. This is what happens when you're the, you know the number one brand in college basketball right now. And Caitlin Clark is certainly that men's and women's people. I'm are just out surprised get, that this girl day and age. from Ohio state did not try and knock out Caitlin Clark. No. That is insane. No, like, come on people. Can we all just have rational conversations? Is it that much to ask in 2024 that we can all just look at something and, and, and have a nuanced rational conversation. Is it that hard? That's, that's what we're trying to have right now. It's it's hard to do that on social media, and it's not. I don't think it's going to happen on first take today, and all the other shows that are going to to argue about this. Yeah, I think that Caitlin was surprised she makes contact with this girl. I think she extended her arms to kind of defend herself and lessen the blow, and it and she maybe was a little over dramatic when she went to the floor. Maybe not. That maybe that's just how she falls. I don't know, but I. That girl did not go out there try, seeking out Caitlin Clark. That's no. insane. And well, Caitlin, Caitlin did not. Clark didn't yeah, intentionally Caitlin, run into this no, woman. Caitlin didn't go, I'm going to run to the locker room and I'm going to take out an Ohio State fan on the way. She did not do that. You all are insane. But I think that, that this day and age, it, when arguing about the whether or not court stormings and field stormings should happen, all the things that we do to protect people, whether it's your kids, your players, fans in the stands, all these yeah. things we do, and this is still allowed, that's surprising to me. And I'm not saying it needs to change. I don't I don't want people to think that. But <laughs> I don't want to be a part of any court storming or field storming ever See, again. I've been in too many of them. 
you and me are both at games a lot, sitting courtside. I, my my question would be, how in the hell are you going to stop it if four thousand students decide they're going to right. do it? Well, it, and I, that's what. So Danny Cannell, this was his. This is how he thinks we should we should go about this. On the radio show today that I went on, he said there should be designated court storming games. You have to declare it ahead of time so that things can be done. Mechanisms can be put in place. The players know, get off the court right away. Well, I would, I, I, as, as I said to him, look, you can't do that because even if, let's just say Iowa is playing Rutgers in men's basketball and Iowa's favored by seven at home, Rutgers isn't very good. Iowa falls behind by 15 points, make a huge comeback, and there's a last-second three to win it. The students are rushing the court if they get over the bridge to the game. The students are coming. You would never think that before and the game. I guess my my combat to that is, if, have you ever looked at these people who are the security <laughs> I mean, my father-in-law. The, the old it's like, Permar security guy. It's yeah, like the greeters at Walmart. They're Welcome elderly. Walmart. I mean, a lot of times they're elderly. They're yes. retired people who are doing it for minimum wage. Just get the hell out of the house. Like that. Th these are not real security people. And I'm pretty sure they're trained that you're not to. You're not putting your arms together to stop a mob of students from charging the. You're just letting them walk. You're you're standing there basically to try and deter them from doing it, but you're not, they don't want the Permar guys throwing punches at these kids that they're running out there. Like, I don't know what to do. What, what are you going to do? Bring a SWAT team into every college to keep these kids off the court? It's insane. Well, what I've seen, and it's it works in some places in basketball, what I've seen is they bring out these ropes and they can confine the fans to like the middle of the court and the handshake line stays intact and the players can easily get off the court. I don't know if that was done yesterday or if it was just a, a free-for-all out there. But It didn't even look that bad other than this one incident. Like, it didn't look like this and huge... She, she was late getting out there. Maybe this fan was way up in the stands. Well, she was on, like, a while TikTok. For her to get down. Did you see that? I haven't seen the TikTok video, but I saw well, that she, she had her well, phone. Well, she was up. holding out her phone, so she yeah. wasn't paying attention to where she was running. And they just sideswiped each other, and bada boom. I don't know. Happy birthday to Caitlin Clark today, by the way. Commenters are saying that it's her 22nd birthday. Oh. What a great wow. birthday gift for Caitlin to wake <laughs> up and Golden be birthday. Golden 22 birthday. On the yeah, she's turning 22 on the 22nd. Oh. You ever heard of that? Yeah, oh. okay. And her number's 22. The a lot of people reminding us in the election. comments that uh, Randy Peterson broke his leg in a court storming. He did. That was terrifying. I was there, and that was really scary. But he just fell, right? He didn't get. Yeah, pushed. he but he was avoiding it. Like he didn't get mm -hmm. like trampled or anything. He. But we didn't know that at the time. All of a sudden, we're in the post. It was really horrible. Like we all love Randy, and obviously, he's. It was scary. Like so. All right, can we move on? I mean, we spent the first half of the show on that. Are you good now, Chris? I mean, did we leave anything that we haven't broken down? I'm telling here? you, we we are the Iowa sports show, 
and we are going to talk about this less than all the national shows today. Maybe that's why I'm not saying like that's it. wrong. I'm Maybe not saying that's, that's why wrong. people want to listen. Yeah, I'm listen, but we needed to talk about it. We no, need to right. get that out of the way. I'm not hey, I don't disagree. It had to be I just think it's stupid. And I think it's a great um you sit back and you just look at our society and I think this story is a like rational humans like 80% of humans, 90% of humans who don't have the you know, who're just looking at the video for what it is, be like, "Oh, that's unfortunate they ran into each other." Can people stop commenting about my lips? I think that because I, I was in Iowa, they got chapped and so they're extra red today. Please. You've been kissing I've, I've Ben ha- Jacobson's ass all weekend, haven't you? <laughs> Someone asked if I was getting ready for a drag show. God. We are presented, as always, by Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. Matt, real quick, tell us about the Iowa Event Center promotion we have that's going on right now. This is the biggest promotion we've ever done. There's maybe not a bigger musician in the world not named Taylor Swift than Zach Bryan right now when it comes to concerts and people wanting to get in. And we are doing a giveaway for yes. the Zach Bryan shows that are coming up at Iowa Event Center, Wells Fargo Arena in April. And you can sit with me in a suite that is Zach Bryan. I mean, what's my, and I'm going to buy your beer all night. How great is that? How do they got to do it, Maddie? iowaeverywhere.com it's for that uh thursday april 25th show so get in iowaeverywhere.com i think we've had over a thousand people enter already and we're picking three winners for this and the first winner is actually going to be picked on thursday's show so we're going to be picking these every week so great okay yeah so we're going to be picking those winners i would also point out too that these contests i was thinking about this this morning compared to like the national one so you're only going against local entrants here Mm -hmm. there's no a lot of these national ones, it's like, yeah, there's people in San Francisco that have a station, and there's people in New York. This is only, yeah. I see so your odds of winning are considerably better. So yeah, go to this is iowaeverywhere.com and Matt, check out Matt's show, All Access with Iowa Event Center as well, where it keeps you updated on the entertainment world here in the great state mm-hmm. of Iowa. Jeez, so we, I we want asked to, for Matt's honest take on the Caitlin Clark flop, refuses to talk about it. But he'll come on and just he'll he'll talk for hours about this Iowa Event Center Zach Bryan sure. concert. <laughs> Why not? Can we talk about my Cyclones, man? No taming the road went. on the road. Top twenty team. They forced twenty six turnovers. Hassle that is an Iowa State record in Big Twelve play. And they go on the road, and really, it was shocking. I thought when Lipsy was out, I, I really did, brother. I thought they would lose by 20. I 20? I, yes, because he's so important. I, I sat on my pregame show for Cyclone Fanatic. Like in my, I was dead wrong. I said the best-case scenario from here is that a couple of guys get some extra reps with the ball in their hands, and maybe they build on it, and they become better later on in the season. And this was this was one of the great coaching jobs I thought TJ Otzelberger's done to have his team ready. And then I don't know if you've watched the game yet. You were traveling all weekend, but he his timeout usage. You knew that TCU was going to put together a run in the second half. They go on a seven zero run, beep eight zero run, beep, and Iowa State would come out of these timeouts consistently and and put together a little run of itself. It, it was a really really impressive win that I think. Helps them a lot in the future because they got a couple of guys who can handle the basketball. We saw Curtis Jones being one of them. 
that maybe Lipsy's not going to have to play 35, 36 minutes a game from here on out. I, it was a, one of the best wins of the Otzelberger era. How about some credit to me? I called it. A split. You did call a split. Good job, buddy. You called a split way before all this. I doubt you would have called a split had you known Taman Lipsy was not going to play. Well, I also thought they'd lose this game and beat BYU. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it went like exactly the opposite as I thought that road trip would go. Uh, just a bad game at BYU. Lipsy's out. TCU, great home environment. Top 20 team. And they just hit the ground running. They came out. I mean, I would had that game on uh, before I had to go to the uh, McLeod Center. And I thought the announcer had to be wrong. Because it was like... Four minutes into the game, and he goes, and they just forced TCU's ninth turnover. I said, what? It was crazy. <laughs> Some teams don't have nine turnovers for a whole game. Yeah. 27 turnovers in the game, 18 steals forced by Iowa State. What, how many? I think 36 points off of the turnovers, too, which is really the – if you want to look at the secret sauce for this Iowa State team, it's scoring in transition. You look at all their losses, they haven't turned teams over and they haven't gotten tra- – this is still not a good half-court team. They do their they do their deeds when they are on the run, and they mess with TCU. It was, I Listen, the players deserve a ton of credit. There are a lot of guys who stepped up in Lipsy's absence, but I thought Otzelberger's staff – their game plan, they were, they had like three bigs playing at certain times. They were coaching in circles around TCU. In a vacuum, great game. Wonderful win, fantastic job coaching. Kids played their ass off. Great. Best win in of a the vacuum. Year. In a vacuum. But let's look at this as a whole. Yep. Where are we at with Lipsy? How long might he be out? And is what they did in that game at all sustainable if they're going to be playing without Lipsy for a bit? Well, they are the number one team in college basketball when it comes to forcing turnovers. So it's not crazy what they did. I mean, they are literally number one out of like 380 teams. They were number one going in, they were number one going out. So is forcing turnovers on your opponent sustainable? Absolutely. They've done okay, it. Okay, that's sustainable. But you force 20, what, 27? That's insane. No, turnovers. That's a, and that you is won an outlier. by one. That's an outlier. I think Lipsy will play on Wednesday. I okay. really do. I think that they went into it and said, we're probably going to lose this game. <laughs> Let's get him some rest. My buddy Rob Gray, who covers Iowa State for Cyclone Fanatic, has been saying this for a couple years. And he, he views Big 12 basketball. And th- this is kind of a out there take but it makes sense with a guy like Lipsy. He views it almost like load management like with the NBA like to give Lipsy like Lipsy's had a bad shoulder for like a year and a half. People don't really know that. So this mm-hmm. isn't like this new thing. He just kind of irritated it. I think he'll play on Wednesday and Saturday, definitely Saturday. And again, like the positive I take from it is you now have kind of a second point guard where you didn't know that, right? Like when guys go out, somebody else has to step up. And this Curtis Jones from Buffalo came in and played this brilliant game. He had seven steals. You know, he didn't turn the ball over very much, had a ton of assists, made shots. So I actually am 
I'm higher on Iowa State now, not just because they won this game, because I think they developed a little bit of a, a an, an identity beside their best player, which is, you know, depth and what you're always looking for. And, and I'll give Ots credit, too, because you have guys step up in that game who have barely played this year. Omaha Baloo came out and played really good minutes in the first half. We hadn't seen him. And he, he comes out and is engaged. He's got a ton of energy. Got a bucket, bunch of rebounds. Like, he was really good. This Demarion Watson has barely played. Comes out, plays twenty five minutes. I thought he had the play of the game when he blocked a three in the in the final three minutes for Iowa State. So I, I think it was really encouraging, honestly. I, and this is a huge. This is the week now. So you got that split, Chris. If yep. you beat Kansas State and Kansas at home this week, you're five and two in the Big Twelve. And now all of a sudden you're talking about. Can this team be in contention to potentially win the league? But you got to take care of business this week. Van Wink, pull up the uh, the Big Twelve standings because I mean th- this is where Iowa State after the Kansas State game. This is kind of that stretch in the schedule that we had had pinpointed going in. I mean it's yep. you're you're <laughs> the Big Twelve is a meat grinder, but man, you're you're in it now. Yeah. Texas Tech and Kansas State. At the top at four and one. And Kansas State is the team coming in. And Kansas State has had the easiest schedule in the Big 12 so far. So we're kind of waiting to see mm-hmm. on. They've played West Virginia, Central Florida. They, It's kind of a prove it part of the schedule for a Jerome Tang's team. I like them. I think they're better than most people think, but that's kind of the, the analysis on them. But got to hold serve at home. You got to win yeah. both of these games. Win yeah. them both. And it, is Kansas that good? Well, they got absolutely punked on the road at West Virginia. They've lost at West Virginia and at Central Florida. Explain yeah. that to me. And look is, at it, their, is Kansas not that good, or is the Big 12 just that deep? I don't know if Kansas is that good yet. I, I don't know. Because aren't their numbers, their metrics, pretty meh? 18 now. They dropped all the way to 18. Iowa State's rated ahead of them. The Iowa State will be favored on Saturday against Kansas. No, they should be at home. Yeah, yeah, I, will I agree. They're going to be but like you, a ten-point favorite against Kansas State. Do you really that much? Huh? Yeah, right around there. So, wow. yeah. Okay. What's weird is Kansas State's four and one. Chris, they are fifty-six in Ken Palm. Jeez, they're one of the lowest four rated one in the Big Twelve. But yeah, you got to look a little closer at at who they've played. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, I was going to be a fun week. It'll be a really fun week, and that, that it kind of sucked that Iowa was playing Purdue at the exact same time. I I had both games on. Iowa, it it man, they just didn't have an answer. This was this is always your fear when you play Purdue and your Iowa, but Iowa's interior defense has just been really horrible all year. And then this Zach Eady, I actually texted Jordan Bohannon in the middle of that game because he's played, and I said it's not even fair sometimes. Like the moves that Edie's making out there, like he is just so freaking big. Iowa just didn't have an answer. They were never really in the game. It was a good crowd. Shout out to Iowa fans. Yeah. It was I don't know As if it, it was completely sold out, but it was a really nice atmosphere. Uh, but the, the Hawks just didn't have it. They couldn't. They're they're not at the level of Purdue, and that's no, just a and terrible it's, it's matchup. It's a terrible matchup. Horrible it, matchup. Look, I mean, I I was just hoping, and I think most fans were hoping that this game would. I would go on a couple runs and it would be tight in the second half and they could make a couple big threes 
Maybe Edie gets in some foul trouble, unlikely, but maybe. And you can steal one as a six, six and a half point underdog. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've got your quad one win. That's the thing I was missing right now. Yeah. They don't have a quad one win. And in the Big Ten this season, not a ton of opportunities. I mean, clearly not anything like the Big 12. But I don't, when you look at their upcoming schedule, how many quad one opportunities are there? I'll give it to you. So at Michigan, so the Maryland at home on Wednesday, that is not, that's not even a quad two at this mm-hmm. point. Now it could. At Michigan, it's not a quad one. It is. Right now, it how? is right it, because Michigan's it's a road terrible. game. I, I'm telling it's, you, I'm just. I, I understand that's ridiculous. Okay. That is last place in the Big Ten, two and five in the conference. It is that is a quad one game. Is, it is technically a quad one right now. It could change. Just, okay. Um, Indiana is quad two. And Ohio that's State's, at Indiana. That's a quad two. Okay. Yep. Uh, Ohio State at home is quad two. At Penn State is quad two. Wow. Minnesota is not a quad two. It's not even on the board. Wow. And then Chris. But the finally. final one, two, three, four, five, six, six of your last seven games are quad one games. Okay. Right now for Iowa, which is at Maryland, Wisconsin, at Michigan State, at Illinois, Penn State is not one, and then at Northwestern is quad one right now, and then Illinois at home. So that's where Iowa, you guys have just got to do enough to stay you know, take care of some business here in the next two weeks. Be in that 500 mark in the league, and then Iowa will have opportunities Valentine's Day on to get those quad wins and potentially sneak into the tournament. I don't know. 500, I, I they, they need to be above 500 going into that stretch. You think the, so? The, the, yeah, yeah. The way well, the you're probably is, right. the way the non-conference yeah. is, because if you go into that stretch and, you, and, and you're 500 without a quad one win – then you're looking at having to win several of those quad one games yes, to get it. Good in. point. So I, I, I think that they need to win the majority of these games, be in the top half of the Big Ten, and then get a couple of those quad ones at least to, to have a real chance at being in the NCAA tournament. For what it's worth, Ken Palm projects Iowa to go 10-10 and 10 in the Big Ten. And that, Which would that's not, not going to do it. That's not an NCAA tournament resume. This not year with what they did in the non-con. They just and not with the way the Big Ten is this season. It's that's that's not good enough. For what it's worth, Iowa is one, two, three, four, five, six, zero oh, and six. This is according to the Ken Palm. This is not mm-hmm. the net against Quad One right now. So they lost to Creighton, Oklahoma, Purdue, Iowa State. Wisconsin and Purdue. Those are mm-hmm. the opportunities that they have had. Uh, let's do today's Kelberman manufacturing bigger, better, bolder. Because I, well, first of all, I'm I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. I wanted to get your analysis. You had a great game in Cedar Falls. I actually DVR'd it and watched it. Good call on the wedgie. That was fun to hear you do the wedgie call <laughs> at the end of that. Really uh, fun environment. I love the McLeod Center. I wish I could go and cover games there still with Iowa and Iowa State. I mean it. I, I I miss those arenas, the Nap Center. How was your How was your reunion in Eastern Iowa? It was a weird game. Um, too many fouls were called, too many free throws, but it, it came down to the wire. 
which is all you can ask for. And Northern Iowa is, is, is playing good basketball right now. They've won eight of nine. Um, and I, this can, honestly, this can go right into my, my triple B because that's it's okay. Coach Jake. Bigger, better, bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. Ben Jacobson is now the Valley King. He is the all-time winningest head coach in Missouri Valley Conference history. And this this is a conference with incredible history. Goes back forever. Passes Henry Iba. And he's got that Oklahoma State gym named after him. Uh, congratulations to him. The longevity. Uh, several tournament wins. I know they haven't had the success over the last eight years that they would like. But I think this is a team that, that they still have to, they, they get Drake two, two times. They haven't played him yet. The way they're playing, they, they can give Drake problems and they can be a real problem come March. But it was, it was a lot of fun to be back, seeing some people I haven't seen in a long time. Josh Betts, he was the first one in the gym. Oh, I mean, yeah. he beat the players That's in the there. Man. He's all suited up. He was oh, dressed yeah. better than me. Hell yeah. Sat and uh, chatted with him for, geez, 45 minutes before the game. He was helping me and my partner, Michael Donnell, out with all kinds of uh, tidbits and, and history. And it was a good good game to talk to him about that with Coach Jake setting the record. Um, saw uh, a few other people and got to spend some time with Coach Jake at the shoot-around. So what, did you ask him about blocking you on Twitter? Did we get to the bottom of this? What? What's the situation now? We need an update. I just didn't have an opportunity. Okay. He comes up. Hey, Chris, great to have you back in the gym. We've missed you. Really, it's been too long. And, you know, we get to talking. We're asking questions about the game. And I just... I couldn't find the right moment. Because I, I guarantee you, he doesn't even remember that he blocked me. He, I don't even know if he still uses Twitter, but I did well, check. I'm still you know, blocked. So, I was thinking about this over the weekend. Cause this was the top story of the weekend, in my opinion. Did you talk to Jake about blocking you? And... It all comes back to, so he told you that he didn't know he did it. Yes. Uh, maybe you were using profanity. He says he blocks anyone on his timeline where he, if he scrolls and he sees profanity, he blocks the account. Well, this is a really good <laughs> reminder to everybody watching and listening that coaches are liars. <laughs> they always lie. Oh, oh gee, what, did you see what coach said in the press conference? Yeah, there's a pretty good chance coach was lying to you about he absolutely no you said something to offend him no and he purposely blocked you i truly believe that and he's lying to you i like coach jake too i'm a big coach jake fan i go way back with greg mcdermott he's obviously part of the greg mcdermott coaching tree Otz is in the coaching tree they're all brothers and that and that's he i sent him a text after the game he said thanks brother Great to see you today. Glad you're in the building. Two exclamation points. Oh, two exclamation points. Two. Wait, so you're on a texting basis with Coach? But yes. He won't follow you. I think that's a. I think that's more impressive. I'm telling you, Hassel's I don't think he's like Larry super Cotler social media savvy. I don't think he 
cares about Twitter. I don't think he remembers what he did. I'm tell- I, I don't think he's lying. His last tweet was a retweet from August about you and I girls soccer. So I think he's very active on the Twitter. <laughs> When's the last time he actually like crafted his own tweet? Uh, it's been a lot longer than that. That's funny. But that's no, really, I, really I, funny. I really, I had, I had visions of like, I thought it would be really funny if I had my phone out to and, and have Coach Jake's page up on my phone. Hold it up, because here it is. Blocked. <laughs> Blocked. Uh, and, and take a picture with him, like, smiling. That would be funny. But I just, you know, in those situations... Like, and I wanted my partner, Mike, to get his... You know, yeah. real inside basketball questions in. I didn't want to yeah. keep him too long. In fact, he told me, he said, look, listen, I tell Kevin Lehman this every time he does a game. I'll give you two minutes. I'll give you two minutes, and then I got to get, get with the guys. And I said, two minutes? He goes, oh, for you, I'll give you five. <laughs> so he gave us five good minutes. That's not long enough to get anything. Like, well, really. that's what I'm saying. It's not long enough to get into that. Especially if you're you don't cover the program on a daily basis, you right. can't you can't get. We, we had more pertinent questions. Yeah, my bigger, better, bolder is Travis Kelsey. This guy has taken so much shit because of the Taylor Swift stuff over this year, and he saved his best game, one of the best games of his career, if you factor in uh, what was at stake yesterday. And he was outstanding, and with two touchdowns for the Chiefs in a win over the Bills that I did not see coming. I really was – I thought that the Bills would win this by double digits. I was completely wrong. Mahomes is so great, especially if you look – I mean, the Bills were able to move the football in Kansas City's defense. They were out some key guys. And I, I thought it was cool. Travis Kelsey gets two touchdowns, and then the, the shots of his brother without his shirt on, like just chugging beers. His brother was like tailgating – that guy had to be so drunk by the end of the game. Uh, I again, Travis Kelsey's he's getting up there in age. He has not had a very good year. The Taylor Swift stuff has probably been really hard on him. I would think just um, just as a as a human being, this woman he he loves, and you know he's getting criticism because of it, and she's being criticized publicly, and it, it has to be hard as a human. I was really happy for him yesterday, so. Travis Kelsey's my triple B. What a game that was. Oh, was awesome game. I feel bad for Bills fans, though. Jeez, you finally you finally got them in your building in a year where the Chiefs haven't been great. They've been beatable. Yeah. And that happens. Wide right again. Now, even if that field goal goes in, I, I still think they lose the game. Uh, even if that goes in, the game's win. tied, and you're giving the ball back to Mahomes. They lost when um, Allen missed the open receiver like two plays before that mm. in the back of the end zone. That to me, that was the because Allen was awesome. Like he, I'm not going to shit on him for yesterday. He was really good. It's just both of those defenses had injuries, and it turned into this. What I didn't, I didn't think the Chiefs. They just their offense has been by their standards, bad this year, right? It's haven't been very good. The receivers mm-hmm. are well-documented. Kelsey's not been himself. I, I, fe- I felt mo- 
many times, like it's just Mahomes out there just beating his head against concrete because he can't get any help. Pacheco's good. Uh, Pacheco? Pacheco, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really impressive. The Chiefs blew me away. I, I, I thought, I thought this was Buffalo's year to finally get them, and the Chiefs dynasty keeps on uh, trucking. Maddie, what about? We're, oh boy. Well, we we, we better get out of the way for Matt because I uh, it's going to be Triple Brock Purdy for the eighth time this season. Matt Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. Fed up with what? I can't handle you guys like you and Bloom, who just want to put the narrative out there. Oh, me if, and Bloom? No, 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 no. Hassle. <laughs> last, I, I should have said something. The last show going into the game, Hassle says something like, "Oh, Brock Birdie doesn't win this game. He's not gonna. They're gonna be talk about him not being the starting quarterback in San Francisco anymore in the off season. They will." <laughs> Total I'm you, garbage take. It's why. Look, I'm not saying it's tell me right why. Because there are people because he was drafted in the seventh round, because he's not Mahomes, he's not Allen, he's not Lamar Jackson. What people does he have to think okay. if they don't win the Super Bowl, they're gonna think that Brock Purdy is the reason why. And that's gonna be the conversation in the offseason. Even if they lose this week. If they don't make the conference championship or if they don't make the Super Bowl, the the, the conversation in the offseason is going to be, well, it's the quarterback that's holding them back. Brock Purdy is that's been enough. That's been the story in San Francisco for 10 years. I know. Jimmy G couldn't do it. Right. Brock's let them to the NFC championship game two years in a row. His first year as Mr. Irrelevant Look, led them. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be the guy for the long term because I do think he is. Okay. I'm just telling you that's going to be the conversation all off season long if he falls short this season. And you don't think that's fair though. You're just saying that's the reality. I do not reality. think that's fair. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. I just think yes, it is the reality. Would you agree with that, Williams? Yes, I agree with Hassel. I I completely agree. I, I will just I say just, I feel like my I know pers- the media too well and like it You don't Matt, know the San like, Francisco media apparently. There's it's, zero talk about that in the Bay Area. It's low-hanging fruit, dude. It's because he was drafted in the seventh round. It's because he's small. It's it's all those things. Okay. He's gonna, A tweet he, from last night during the, the Bills-Chiefs game from Ryan Clark of ESPN. Yo, watching this game with Allen and Mahomes after Baltimore and Lamar yesterday makes me think, how does Brock Purdy beat any of these dudes? So I mean, They're already getting ready for this discussion. For this take now, that Matt, Brock Purdy is just you, not good enough. To defend you, if you, I, I lean on Sage because Sage mm-hmm. played for Kyle Shanahan. Sage has watched every game Brock Purdy's ever played. He's a ten-year NFL veteran. Mm-hmm. And if you're a smart football person who knows this offense, you know how much more of a leash and how much more responsibility mm-hmm. Brock has compared to a guy like Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So that tells me. There, there, it can be a story, mm-hmm. and it will be a story. Chris is right, but it's not a story with the 49ers front office. That's and that's not, all that matters. Yes. Correct. And, and Brock, if, if, that's why if you're they don't listen right. to the noise, if they believe Brock Purdy is the guy for the future, then that's all that matters. 
And Brock's never going to put up, you know, gaudy numbers. He's a game manager. He had one touchdown pass. He had a rushing touchdown, but he didn't turn it over. Look at a guy like well, Jordan he, Love. Jordan Love outplayed deceiving. Brock Purdy for most of the game. But that's when it came down to though, Brock had like three passes that very true, easily true. could have been picked yeah. off. And like he was not perfect. That, that wasn't his best game. He is one of the most lucky quarterbacks when it comes to that. My God. <laughs> there were a few last year, too, that he, he should have had. But picked, he's but. generally good about... Mm-hmm taking care of it it's mm-hmm. just when he doesn't they're huge misses that's mm-hmm. that's kind of his his deal over the years but, but man that was a total statement drive fourth absolutely. quarter you know put them ahead late in the game yeah had to have it yep and you're right jordan love made mm-hmm. a horrible mistake. terrible throw there's a there's a comparison video of him uh and uh brett Favre when he played for the <laughs> the vikings williams same like across the field pass that gets picked off late in the game Oh, yeah. Dre Greenlaw, man. What a two interceptions. What a game. By the way, how about, so last night, Williams and I are on a text chain with Keith Murphy, Andy Fales, and Scott Sipker. And everybody is just, oh, Scott, we're so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Scott. Oh, the Bills lost again. Oh, I'm just, how how horrible it must be to be you. (laughs) Williams is a Vikings fan. Yeah. I am a Bears fan. I have no sympathy. Sipker has seen his team, the Buffalo Bills, play in four Super Bowls in his lifetime. I've seen the Bears play in one. Williams has never seen the Vikings play in a Super Bowl. So can we stop this thing? Like the like the Bills fans just need to be coddled. and They've done some things. They've won some games. And I get when you get close and you've got the talent and you just can't get over the hump, that's really hard. But come on. Look at Williams. Look at this poor bastard. His team has never gone to the Super Bowl in his life. Never. The only, the highest points of my NFL fandom are Gary Anderson's <laughs> missed kick in 1998. Mm-hmm. And then getting our asses kicked. I think we got shut out oh, 49 to nothing. By the Giants, and yes. then the the deal where all those Philadelphia fans were threatening Grandma Millie after the Minneapolis miracle <laughs> in two thousand. You remember that they were all who the all their, who who's Grandma Millie? Grandma Millie's the like hundred and five year old Vikings fan who put up the sign that year that said all she wants before she dies is <laughs> to see the Vikings in the Super Bowl, and then all those horrific Eagles fans were mocking her. That's the highlight of my football life. That is it. And you're a Cyclone fan. Yeah. Come on. What the hell? I always and then got you got Van Wink. Van Wink, who's been like, you, you've probably seen the 49ers play in like 15 NFC championship games in your life. Yeah, and they can't get, they can't, they can't win it. Can't win it all. My favorite of these, these little kids who are Chiefs fans. I have a nephews like this. Oh God! And they just all they know is championships. They just think it's normal. Uh, yeah, six back in straight AFC Championship game appearances. That's all they know. And you wonder why I'm so jaded and bitter and just yeah. It's a and like our rival is the Packers, and they like I'm watching that game early in that game when when Jordan Love looks really good, and I'm just like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, they go from Favre to 
Rodgers, and now they sit this guy, and this guy's turning into the next big thing, and it's just like... And meanwhile, we're over here, well, what do we do with Kirk Cousins? Uh, we got this BYU guy. Well, what do we do? Do we trade up? And football hell over here. Don't worry. The 49ers won't let the Packers get any farther than the divisional. It's the principle of it, Matt. We got you. And now the freaking Lions playing for an NFC. If the Lions go to the Super Bowl before the Vikings in my lifetime, oh my God. Like, I don't even know. I don't know how <laughs> I can handle it. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't even, I don't even want to like get to next season if that's the case. And I, I listen, the Lions fans, I'm happy for you. You guys have had a way worse existence than me. But God damn, we By had the, way, the we one quarterback. The we we had we've had two quarterbacks. We've had Dante Culpepper and Teddy Bridgewater. We're pretty confident in those two. Needs never got you on up. Vikings talk. Can we talk about Caden Proctor now? How is it that we're an hour into the program? Well, and we haven't spent even... thirty minutes on this Caitlin Clark thing. That's why. This is your fault. I went now on we national even... radio. This is all they wanted to talk about. <laughs> now we don't even have time to talk about Caden Proctor. Look, th- th- it, did you see how happy that guy yeah, looked at It Carver? was pretty neat, all these pictures and the videos from Saturday. He looks like he's got a whole new lease on life. This is All awesome. he wanted to do was just come home. He was just miserable down there at Bama. Huh. I mean, I comes think- home. First thing he does is attends a men's basketball game. How about that? Maybe that'll <laughs> open the door for all those other Iowa students who refuse to go to games. It looks like in this picture, too, he told these students, like, I'm coming. And they didn't know. Look at this reaction. Uh-huh. It's pretty great. That, that kid with the pylon or whatever he's got right there is just jacked up. Oh. Williams, you caused a stir, though, because you said that Proctor just hurt his draft stock by coming here. I wish that. You know what the biggest frustration for me in media in 2024 is? <laughs> it's it's people who read headlines but don't like actually listen to what we say, and then they just get outraged over it. It drives me crazy. Well, do you want to clarify? Because there are many, many, many people out there who think that we believe that Caden Proctor hurt his draft stock by transferring to Iowa. Uh, the clarification would be that it's he potentially did. I mean, how do you, you you don't know your offensive coordinator? You just transferred to the worst offense in college football for the last two years. I referenced in everything I said last week that Iowa has sent so many great linemen to the National Football League. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it in the last couple of years when they've been this bad. So that would be the clarification. I think Caden Proctor is going to have a great NFL career. I never once said that I didn't think he would. I said the easier move for him would be to go play for some elite offense like Oregon where you're guaranteed. He chose to swim against the stream and good for him. That's you know, he's he's going up the rough side of the mountain here. And that's for some people. So good for him. He he looks happy. That's really all that matters, right? He's going to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But he didn't choose the slam dunk route. Um now hopefully for his sake, I'm sure he's had conversations and he probably has an idea of where they're going with the offense that we don't know, but that was the take. It wasn't some flaming hot, like, oh, you ruined your career, Caden. Good job. That's not what we said. It's just, it's, 
It's the people that read the headline and don't read the guy's column. Like that drives me crazy. How about the fact though that he made this decision and seemingly doesn't even care who the offensive coordinator is going to be? Because we don't know. We don't know if he knows anything about that. Like, do you really think he's got some inside information? I bet he does. Yeah, I think. But but I don't think it was going to be. How does he have inside information if? And this is this is a big if. If Kirk Ferentz doesn't even know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. Well, I would guess that I, – I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I I would guess that a player of this caliber, you sit down and have a con- – like, Coach, what's the plan for the offense? Well, I think even you if- would say, don't worry about it. It's going to be pretty much the same as it always has been. Uh, we have done a great job cranking out offensive linemen, and it's going to be the same thing for you. But – I don't know if that necessarily tells them that they're going to go in any kind of different direction on offense. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I listen. It's it's naive to think that he doesn't have some clue. Wow. as to what direction. Mark Ferguson coming strong. He says it was a garbage take. Just own it. <laughs> you know what, Mark? Never mind. Oh. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for watching and commenting. We appreciate it, Mark. Look, I, go, and I go buy yourself a steak. As I have said, I don't think that it's going to hurt his draft stock. But I don't think you can say one way or another definitively if it. I mean, what what if the offense is still terrible, and what if the scheme is still terrible, and they're putting you in positions where. You aren't as dominant as you should be, where you are at a disadvantage in your one-on-one. That's the whole point. It could be like we. Uh, my whole point for two years now is I don't think Iowa's offensive line is as bad as people think. As far as the players go, I think the scheme is that bad that it makes it nearly impossible in that conference to play offensive line well. And, and uh, what a lot of these fans will push back with is it's the same scheme that they've been running for 20 plus 25 yeah, years and, and they I put would, all these linemen into the NFL. And I would push back and say that football has evolved. Yes. And I think a lot has changed just in the last two years with yes. this offense. I mean, it fell off a cliff just all the way down it. to look the at bottom the of college football over the last two years. Stuff that was working three years ago is not working now. Look at the numbers. When Linderbaum was there compared to now, it's cratered. Right. Right, And they weren't great then, but at least it was respectable. It's cratered yes. since then. I don't know how any rational Iowa fan can say that that's not true. How? I I, I don't either because there is a clear difference. Look at the numbers. You, it's not you hard. Were, you were never the worst offense in the country. Now you're the worst offense by far. Like the only offenses that rank below you are offenses that don't ever throw the ball. The service academies who shouldn't even be counted in this. Yeah, because they're playing a totally different brand of the sport. Like, it's not even the same thing. So, I, I, it was cool to see how happy he was. You know, that's... Yes, that's, and, and it's great day, that's for Iowa. Look, it's not going to make them any worse. This makes Iowa better. Period. Yes, absolutely. Doesn't matter who the coordinator is. It doesn't matter what their system is. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It's it makes Iowa better. They just picked up the best transfer offensive lineman in the country. All right. I believe that's it for us today. We're running a little bit Do you bit want to late, circle back to flop talk? I'm good. Are you? Yeah, I think we're good. 
Did we do? Although enough? Van Wink never actually gave his take. Van Wink's right in the fence. Never seen any flopping like on my answer. Good God. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Full slate of shows coming up this week. As always, here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams. For Chris Hassel, for Matt Van Winkle, have an awesome Monday. We appreciate you guys spending some time with us. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Against all lots, weather the storm, built for combat and battle, young hyenas in uniform. We play no games with the Iowa everywhere.